You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You are now entering Magnified Studios. Welcome. Coming to you from Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents It's Hard to Find a Podcast. Covering your favorite indie bands from the nice Christian alternative scene. Put your tape decks on record. I'm Andrew. I'm John. And this is our podcast. And wouldn't you know it, we're doing something that we thought we'd be doing and talking about in old season three. <laughs> Indeed. We're we're talking Craig's brother. We're talking a little too bad, Eugene, yes. because we got Jason Reagan mm-hmm. on the pod today, have a little conversation about his time playing with Craig's brother, playing on the new record that's coming out in November, uh, and talking about his time that he's going to be playing on the road, hopefully, mm-hmm. with too bad, Eugene. Um yeah, it's we talked so early into season three about like oh the top possibility of talking about Craig's brother this season, and then yeah, uh, year has come and gone, and yeah, this... I think as as Jason alludes to the the record maybe took a little longer to materialize than initially hoped. Yeah, um, but you know what? That it's just going to make it all the better after all that uh, careful time spent on it. Um, and yeah, it just so happened that. Uh, Jason, our dude, Patreon punk, Jason Reagan, even, um, is playing, uh, he plays guitar on the new Craig's brother record easily won, really deserved out November 11th. And we'll be playing live with you, bad Eugene songs from their new record distance out this very week on September 14th. Um, so he wanted to come on and talk about his experience in those bands and making these records. And we were like, you know, it's indie rock, but we're willing to hit our decks and, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Get our decks out and hit the half pipe. <laughs> I'm a skater. Um, and talk about that skate punk again. So we're we're dipping back into some season three territory this week. It's great. Yeah, you know we're we're greasing up our trucks. <laughs> you know, putting putting some new some new grip tape on the boards. We're That's right. we're gonna gleam that cube. Uh, gleam it so hard. <laughs> it's been great. It's been it's been a while since that that cube has been gleamed, John. But I think we're, I think we're glad to be ready. gleaming again. <laughs> Hashtag gleam it again. Um, getting so, out of our sad boy bedrooms and hitting the streets again. Having I know time. after it, it, it has been, it's been a while <laughs> since we've covered something as fast paced as, yes. as Craig's brother. So throwing on my Craig's brother track list from last season. Yep. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> it's it it's been pump it, it was pumping me up. And yeah, the, those drums, the shred, the shreddy guitars. Yep. And now the prospect of like, could a Craig's brother to bad Eugene tour materialize? <sighs> Hope so, uh, man. Midwest find, Patreon it, punks, get at us. I know, right? And you'll find your boys <laughs> in the center in the center of that pit. Oh man. Tearing it up. Freedom. I'd go crazy. Oh. Some of that Backstreet Boys sound we get into. <laughs> it's true. Ted um, Bond's back. All right. 
Oh, he loves us. Um, well, I mean, I, I think what with their first music video, they do in like uh, all wearing white suits or something like that. That's <laughs> walking on the beach. Walking on the beach. That sounds like them. Classic Ted. Um, well, let's let's dive right into this interview, right? Yeah, let's let's do Not it. Keep the people waiting. No. John, today a magnified pod. We welcome Jason Reagan. You may know him from his time playing with Craig's brother, and you may know him now as he plays out with Too Bad Eugene. They both have new records coming out this week, September 14th. We have the new record Distance by Too Bad Eugene, and then Craig's brother, November 11th. Easily won, rarely deserved. We got him shredding on that record. Jason Reagan, welcome to Magnify Pod. Boys. How's it going? Thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we were kind of imagining you could take us through a little bit about both the new records coming out and your involvement in them, your history with both bands. Okay. Um, we, we just thought we'd talk about like sort of your history playing in the scene and Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, we could go through some of that. We can touch on some of the tooth and nail stuff. Um, it kind of all is kind of one big package right. thing, but yeah, yeah, we can, we can do all that stuff. I'll start where, how I kind of even heard of them. When I was a little kid, I always had this thing about guitar. I really wanted to play this guitar. I wanted to make those noises. I just never knew how or, or where to do that. Um, I was lucky enough to go to a high school that had a guitar class as an option. So I kind of jumped in there and uh, Adam Nye was, uh, he went to the same high school and he was in guitar class and he was oh, cool. ripping and shredding, like you walk <laughs> in and I could hear all the noises of all my favorite Metallica tunes and here, who, who was it? It was him over there. Just, just doing it. Like, wow, I've never seen that before. Yeah. So then just, kind of going through that, like it was kind of a, you know, kind of in the Santa Cruz area back then it was still, um, I mean, good riddance was huge. I mean, they're still big, but they, back then it was like, that's good riddance. They're from mm. Santa, they were in our town. Uh, no use for a name is right over the hill. So yeah. there was all this really cool stuff happening. And it just was a thing that you did. Like just you'd get friends together that liked to play music and knew how to do something or didn't. And you're just like, we'll figure it out. And then, started doing it so I had started a band with a bunch of my buddies but Adam at, at one point or another ended up in this band Craig's brother right and before they just had a they had a demo EP thing which um you guys did a review on there are pieces and parts of that on that um early years record 
back then that stuff was like blew, blew, blew our doors right off like th- these guys are just like all those other ones right they're our age they're, i know them right mm-hmm. um so it was like this major thing for us like you know but also with that you know the school at high school i went to was a private school so you get there's a lot of you know involvement in church stuff and we were all kind of church kids and you did you know just kind of the world that you kind of revolved in and um mxpx was like the new thing right yeah yeah and you could like go like to see like you can go to good riddance and it'd just be like this is insane this is crazy and uh but it wasn't like you know you kind of have to twist a few arms to like hey i'm gonna go to this thing right i'm 14 <laughs> i'm gonna go see these these guys oh well, what about you know you're not gonna go to church like hey <laughs> you know right um but then it then it became this thing where you had bands like MXPX that were they sound like these guys, right? Right. And it kind of opened up the door to be able to go to some of those things, and it was like, oh, it's cool, fun, safe, everybody, everybody's having a good time, you know. Sure. And so you know how it all goes, right? So then it's like you know, tooth and nail, and it's this band and that band, and uh, everything's really exciting. And then Craig's brother, right? Here they come, and they're like the they're like they sound like Lackwagon, right? Yeah. But they're now on this tooth and nail thing. And it's kind of just part of, I don't know, the culture that we all kind of came from at the time. Sweet. So anyway, Adam got in it. And then it was like, oh, yeah, this is fantastic. This is my guy. And uh, he did that for a while. I had a little band called Next in Line. We tried to kind of be all the things, try to figure out who, what, who we were, what our sound was. It always felt like those guys were so ahead of us everything they do was like fantastic, you know, Dude. and you're just trying to like, Oh, how do I, <laughs> how do, how do we do this? And we had a lot of fun. We actually had a song on a tooth and nail sampler. Um, oh, cool. Called, it was, uh, I'm your biggest fan volume two. Yeah. Oh. I was going to yeah. say, I knew your name for sure. The band name. So we had that. And then we had a record we put out on Indie Vision music. That was like in the late, uh, early two thousands. Cool. Um, but when Adam and Andy decided they wanted to do this other thing with Too Bad Eugene, um, they went that way. Craig's brother was doing their thing and I was doing the thing with, uh, with my band. And then at a certain point, my guys wanted to really give it a go and like move to LA or you know down south where it's all really happening and really get plugged in. And life was just different for me and one of the other guys that was in next in line. And um, at that time, I was kind of becoming really good friends with Adam. Um, and we decided that uh, they were kind of, you know, slowing down, kind of pieced together a band, a different band, and uh, did that for a little bit. And then Craig's brother at one point needed a guitar player. And I was like, at that point, I hadn't been playing for, for a little. And that's just kind of what you got used to doing. Like you went to band practice, you know, mm-hmm. two, three nights a week, and you went and played shows wherever they would have you. Um, and then that kind of went, wasn't part of my routine for a while. And then Craig's brother was always there. It's like one of those guys, they're just always there. I listened yeah. to the records all the time. I knew all the songs. I mean, I didn't maybe know how to play them all, but I kind of, I knew I could probably figure it out. You know, there was an opening and I, I checked in with those guys and they're like, yeah, come on, let's come and practice. And I went and practiced uh, with them once. And then they're like, yeah, we have a show Friday. I'm like, oh, okay. It was like on a <laughs> Wednesday. and then that became my involvement they um they had already done obviously homecoming they had done lost at sea 
and they had just done the um the epidemic record sure so i kind of was on the tail end of what they had just done with that and uh we did a bunch of shows and had some fun i mean it was uh it was definitely weird being on that side after so long being on the other side of just being a fan and a friend and right. a listener. And now I'm up there doing it. I mean, it was just crazy. The thing in Craig's brother has always been kind of like the, you know, we have a lot of things and then it just kind of quiets down for a bit. And then there's like a lot of stuff to do and then it kind of quiets down. So it was kind of in one of those periods where everybody was kind of like, yeah, not really sure like how much we're going to do. And I had another friend that wanted me to play in, in his band. So I decided, well, let's give that a try. You just kind of lose touch when you're not, you know, in the in the immediate community with some of your people, you know. This latest go was just another one of those like, hey, what do you want to play with us? We're going to fire this thing back up. We're going to do a record. You know, we've been working on it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Give it a shot. And then uh, the pandemic hits. And then uh, we're not like, you know, we're trying to do the best we can with what we have. During that time, I had noticed that Adam had kind of fired up Too Bad Eugene again. They were kind of going through that stuff. And then uh, we go to play the show and they're playing. So it was like almost like a almost like a family reunion of sorts, seeing everybody and hearing the new stuff and talking about old times and all that. I'd say maybe it was like a week or two later, Adam reached out and was like, you want to play with us? <laughs> I was like, sure. Why not? Let's do it all. Let's get it all in. So jumped in with them and they had a couple of shows that were booked down in LA that um, he really kind of wanted to you know, a traditionally three piece, but he mm. kind of wanted to add an extra guitar just so it'd be a little more full. And and here we are. And we've got two new records coming out. The new Too Bad Eugene record comes out on the 11th of, of, of I'm sorry, the four, I knew I was going to, I knew I was going to blow this. I'm sorry, Adam. <laughs> so yeah. So the, you know, that's the 14th of September is the Too Bad record. And then the Craig's Brother records on the 11th of November. Seems like a lot of it is just after all these years has come full circle. Definitely. I mean, who could have calculated over 20 years ago, this dude who's noodling and shredding on his guitar that you would be become buddies with them. And then this other band that you admired, you'd play with them. And then like, they would both be like 25 some years later, be releasing albums within a couple months of each other. It's also it's also it's nuts wild. that it, that it just kind of comes it, it the, how that kind of stuff comes together after so many weird. years it is very strange very <laughs> strange but super fun uh i can only assume there'll be a, a massive tour uh so we can see both bands <laughs> that would be wonderful sometimes i see these california shows and we're like damn we wish we could be there but. it's so rude man like <laughs> got you know, five iron doing after all the coverage we did at five iron and so many, oh, man, the, the, and then their first show is this weekend and it's in, it's in Colorado. And right. it's just like, man, I just so desperately want to be there. And I've never had a chance to see Craig's brother play. Ah. And so like during doing this pod, we just hear, we just get so deep into these bands. And then the reality is like, there are some bands that will never, if we hadn't seen them, we'll never see them play. Yeah. But then, you know, you still have bands like Slick Shoes and Craig's Brother and MXPX still putting out records, you know, Five Iron still putting out records. Um, 
so yeah that and now with shows becoming a thing again the hope at least my hope is that (laughs) (laughs) i get to be able to see see you out on the road and you know i don't know maybe if you're doing a too bad eugene and a craig's brother you'd be pulling double duty would you be able to (laughs) be able to swing that or is there yeah yeah you know that that's kind of been swirling lately yeah Mm. So you heard I, it here I, first, folks. Uh, too bad, I, Eugene. Craig's brother. <laughs> it's confirmed. I think that it's more of like the likely conclusion, right? Like if you right. know either band and you know that they're somehow connected, I think especially, I mean, you got the two records coming out pretty close to each other on the same label. Um, the likely conclusion is, yeah, you guys should just do it together. Just go and do some stuff together, which I think would be totally rad. Yeah. Um, I think the first time that even came up, Adam looked at me and he was the one that was telling me about it. He had talked to Ted a little bit about maybe putting together something like that. And uh, Adam looked at, we were at practice and Adam goes, what do you think about that? And I was like, I mean, I think it would be awesome for somebody that's into the bands. And he goes, but that means you have to go, you have to do it twice. And I was like, "Eh, just got to bring more outfits, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I support that. I mean, all, all I would say is I just need Adam to come in on the Craig's brother set to do uh, some Who Am I and My Annie. There you go. We definitely do. Um, we have been doing My Annie at the uh, at the Too Bad Eugene shows. Ooh, hell so, yeah. So, and it's it's as you'd expect it to be. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Really so I'm, much fun. You know, in preparing for you know, talking and, and chatting about Craig's brother, you know, since it's been, it has been a significant amount of time since we've uh, covered them on the pod um, and, in t- and in anticipating this new album coming out, you know, as through, through down on some Craig's brother and gosh, I just can't believe how hard, especially homecoming goes. And the, I mean, when you talk about you, when you hear, uh, a band like Craig's brother, and then you're you're a band like just observing them. You're just like, how do you even compete with like how fast they can play and some of the shredding that they do, and you know that that's got to be. And but then now you get to play with them. That's just got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be pretty satisfying. But it it is. It's also it's also very daunting. Like I have to do that stuff, right? <laughs> right. Uh, I'm not. I'm not the best in the world at it <laughs> but it's fun um it's very challenging um i i think back to some of the reviews that you guys did mm-hmm. i was thinking about this the other day um ted had sent me a bunch of the the new stuff that is mastered and ready to to be um pressed into all the various forms that they're doing um and i just thought oh you know what Andrew is going to be really happy about this. (laughs) He is going to be really happy. John's going to be excited that it doesn't have any lost at sea. I feel like we struck a nerve with Ted on our lost at sea review. (laughs) Did not mean to cause offense. No, I mean, but, and we talked about this recently that we, you know, after having discussed some of these albums in our honest opinion, honest feelings and our opinions sure. about them, like 
we don't want to intentionally put out negativity into the world. And like, that's never our intention. Our intention isn't to like find an album that we don't like and then like shit all over it. That's like not what we're trying to do. Uh, you know, we just, we're just trying to be honest and genuine and, and uh, it would so, be really boring if you agreed with everything. Right, yes, right. E- exactly. We've said it's that okay a lot. Like if we, opinion. if we went through every album, we're like, and here's another classic song that we yeah. both love. Like that's yep. love it. Love it. Love it's perfect. Yeah. No notes. Yep. Nope. Next yep. song. No notes, yep. Yep. you know, but yeah, it's just um, the songs that I've heard put out so far from, the, from the record I'm I've really enjoyed. And um, so it's, here's it's, a newsflash. Here's a newsflash. What's up. Those aren't on it. Okay. Really? Really? So wow. All the way, fake book. Are you unhappy? Like not like terrible slave. Those aren't on it. Terrible slave is on it. Okay. Okay. Those other ones that that that, that were like an EP. Okay. Those are not on it. Oh Got shit! It. So we're 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 not even. That's like we're not even scratching you get the surface. Twelve more. You get twelve more. <laughs> Dope. Awesome. Okay. The, that's. <laughs> Man, this it's like so. This this EP was just like a little bit of it's like an amuse bouche. It is a yes. an appetizer of sorts. I I you know I think honestly I think it kind of came down to like the amount of time it was taking. Um, there were plenty of tunes. I think it was more of like, hey, we can we can throw a few things out there. Also, I would say that we had planned on playing this festival in Canada, the Red Bridge Fest. Right. We were supposed to do that in 2020 and uh, obviously pandemic, right? Got canceled the first time, got canceled the second time. And then we were supposed to go there in, uh, in June. We were what, two days before leaving and, and um, COVID infected the camp and okay. we didn't go. So I think part of it was having some of that stuff to play there as well. And given the folks that have supported the band and um, are waiting for the new record. It was just a way of like, all right, well, here's some material. And uh, yeah, so those are the EP. If you if you go on to Bandcamp, you could see what the track listing is. It has another song that you can listen to, but you can see all the track listing there. Like what prompted, you know, after 10 years, uh, it's time for a new Craig's Brother record. What prompted after more than 20 years, it's time for another Too Bad Eugene record. I think for both both bands respectively, I think that it's just like, I think it's just part of the things that, that we're used to doing, or at least being involved in. And I think we go through these periods where there's not a lot of action, there's not a lot of uh, motion, and um, it just gets a little lackadaisical. And mm-hmm. But it's always there. It, it's always, I mean, when we when we get together and play, it's like, yeah, this, this is so much fun and we love doing this. I think it just, you know, as you get older, schedules get busy, you know, people are doing other things. Um, Craig's brother is, is one of those bands. If you look like on the Wikipedia page, you could see how many people have been in Craig's brother. Yeah. Right. That's always kind of been um, a challenge. So when you have that, that coincides with wanting to do stuff, but it feels like it's kind of an uphill climb all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets frustrating, but it's still there. It's always there. Adam is a little bit different because, you know, Adam and Andy 
um, it you know it was really their their thing. Um, and I don't know Adam's brother played drums on those first two records. His, uh, his brother's a little older than he is, so uh, you know he's got some other commitments family wise. You know that are I think more of a um, uh, they're, they're more of something front and center for him. Um, I don't know that for sure. I'm just, from what Adam's talked about, I think that that's kind of the thing. Andy um, is one of the most amazing musicians I've ever known. Um, I, I, I just don't think Andy enjoys the, the live stuff. He loves the studio, writing mm. tunes. Mm. Um, that's, all, that's all good. So it was kind of, I think maybe it was just a little bit of Adam kind of being out there trying to like, how do I put this together and find the people that are, are you know, excited about doing it. He was also going through a time in his life where he was really focused on school. He did like a doctorate. He moved to Scotland for a couple of years. I mean, yeah, things were just kind of, kind of going. I think what really kind of kicked it off was maybe the, the pandemic, just like, mm -hmm. okay, well, there's not really anything else to do. <laughs> and when your first nature is to like pick up an instrument and write something, um, yeah. you know, even Adam, he's, he's one of the, one of the better songwriters I've ever been around. Like, I don't know how it just happens. Like they just kind of like these fantastic things just appear like, Oh, I wrote this. Like, Oh, of course you did. <laughs> You're right. great at it. <laughs> I love him to death. Right. But I think for both parties, it's that thing. Like this is kind of what you do. And, when you don't do it you know that you really miss it and then i think at some point there's that teeter effect of like yeah we're gonna do it now or we're gonna mm -hmm. figure it out and if i get a handful of things together then we'll put something out you know hard yeah. to do sometimes but <laughs> it's always there i mean look at all those at like mxpx you know they've been going for for how long but they still keep churning out things Yep. I'm sure it's the same thing for Five Iron, right? After so long, like, oh, we should really like do something, right? Because it's fun, mm -hmm. right? You enjoy yeah. those things. With a ska band, like imagine trying to do what you're doing, but with like twice the people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of my very first bands was a ska band that was short-lived. Ooh, what was, what was that band called? Yeah, what was that band? <laughs> Oh no, I can't. I'm not sure I should say. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. We were called. We were called Johnny Be Good. Okay, and we had a handful of tunes, and uh, we were like that was like the first band that we had created. That band actually became Next in Line. Okay. Okay. We had um, three horn three horn players. Wow. Uh, we had we had little idea of what we were doing. Um, we loved to go see the Supertones and. Uh, five iron and the boss tones and suicide machines. We loved all that. No doubt. We loved all of it. We loved all of it. We just weren't that awesome at it. Sure. <laughs> we, tr we certainly tried, um, but we were, uh, our horn players then uh, had to go off to college and the military. And so then we lost the horn players. They were gone. They were gone. And we became a punk band. As many ska bands did in the late nineties as they, yes. uh, Yes, they yeah, those they sold out to they, do. They sold out. They sold their their horn players, <laughs> and they they traded their they traded their upstrokes for Paul mutes. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely do love that music. I don't listen to it as much as I used to. 
I always enjoyed it. It's fun, happy, but it kind of springboards from like where I came from listening to music, like Phil Collins, one of my favorites. You hear those horn section going like it, it brightens your day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if it sounds, if it's good music, it's good music. Don't, I mean, that's just right. the bottom line. That's right. And there are some bands like Goldfinger. That's one of my big ones too. That had all the elements for me, right? It's got the horn stuff. It's got the punk stuff. It's got even some metal in there. Um, it's just good. If it's good stuff, it's good stuff, you know? Speaking of good stuff, as you're thinking about how to approach these new albums, I mean, I know you you played on the Craig's Brother record. You didn't play on the Too Bad Eugene record, but you're playing on, you know, you're, you're playing on the, the tunes live. What was the, like, approach behind the sound for each of these records? Was there an intentional uh, goal with how they wanted them to come out was it just what came out naturally because you know we were so um i think uh excited by what craig's brother's future might hold after devils in the details we were really pumped about the direction of the songwriting um and then obviously for too bad eugene it's been like decades so those are kind of different uh paths to take for putting out new stuff so can you talk a little bit about how the approach was to sort of decide to make whole new records for each of these projects yeah, so I think when it comes to the Craig's brother side of things, I know that um, you know Stephen, who's a phenomenal musician himself, and mm-hmm. he's he was he, he was uh, in Hey Mike, it was his thing. Right. He was in this other band called This Is Legend, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been in Craig's brother for a long time. I mean, he was in there. I think when they were doing Lost at Sea, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he was there for doing some of. I think he's on that record. Um, I think for him this was a project for him that he really wanted to put his stamp on and, and, and really be heavily involved in all aspects, which he was. Um, and then of course you have Ted, you know, th- those two have been buddies for a long, long time. And they think very similarly when it comes to um, some of the, the Craig's brothers stuff. Um, and so this was really kind of their tag team hey, we're going to make this record. And I mean, I think you just kind of pick up from what you've done and what you know you didn't like and kind of what you've heard that you really do like and try to push it that direction. Sure. Some of the stuff is um, can push you in certain directions can just kind of based on who you're working with, um, how much money you have to spend is a big yeah. one. I think uh, there was a lot of work done in today's day and age that's a little more accessible to do things on your own. Right. And as you've gone through the process numerous times, you've learned certain things on how to do it and how you want it to sound. So, um, you know, they, those two really worked really, they worked their butts off to come up with what, what we have. And I, I don't know, man, it's, it's good. I mean, cool. I love the way it sounds. It, it's um, I'm excited for people to hear it. I mean, you could, you could hear in, uh, in the new one that was released the difference in tone. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the guitars sound great. The bass sounds good. Ted's vocals are fantastic. The the harmonies, the vocal work mm-hmm. is one of the big ones for me. And it, that was always a big thing for me with Craig's brother in general yeah. is that like that choral aspect, you know, like, wow, look what they're doing. I think back when the homecoming released, I think HM did a uh, an article about that record. And I believe there was a tagline in there that was like lag wagon meets the backstreet boys or something like that. <laughs> Just because of the harmony, the vocals, of, you know, yeah, the vocals yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you have like this kind of lag wagon esque 
I, I might have to go back and look and make sure that that's what it actually said. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it said. Somebody um, should have said that. But it, I mean, some of the new stuff is, is fantastic. And I think it's just a culmination of kind of, you know, uh, how much uh, work that they've done in the past recording stuff, finding kind of what the sound should be, just the sound that you like. Um, with Too Bad Eugene, uh, I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure exactly to how to answer that question. I know that Adam uh, was uh, super excited and, and all the guys super excited yeah. to get that stuff down and put something out. And, um, you know, yeah, it has been a long time, but I think when I hear the stuff that's there, it just sounds like, uh, like they're just having a ball. They're just having fun. Of course, you want it to sound good. I've heard all kind of the various instances, mixes and things. But now that I've heard them mixed and mastered and kind of what that end, end sound is, it just, I don't know, it just blows me away. It's just amazing to me, like how far um, the technology has gotten to where you can do this stuff on your on your own, not be in a studio looking at a clock and right, wondering right. like when the meter runs out, you know? And yeah. Um, there is some freedom, I think, in uh, how it's done now. You can kind of take your time and, you know, I think there's a thin line there too, right? You can't take so long where you're just trying to make it so perfect. It just never finishes. Right. But I think for both sides, I, I'm very excited to see what people's reactions are. I think it sounds, both of them sound amazing. And they're really two different, um, they're really two different things. I mean, I, I think in the past, maybe it's just because knowing them and being around them you just kind of think that it's maybe one and the same but they're so different and one thing i will say about both records is uh that i think i'm very proud of for them is that it doesn't there's so many different um aspects going on on both records you the craig's brother record has so many different uh style it, you're not going to sit there and it's everything's just you know right the double time you know yeah. it, there's a lot of variations and the same thing for too bad eugene there's a lot of some there's some slow stuff there's some super fast punky stuff there's some super fun pop stuff i mean i don't know it's exciting i'm That's excited really to see cool. what you guys think yeah no i have to talk about it yeah for sure you know i'm i am curious about um if you have any insight into the different ways that ted and adam writes um, I mean, you you said a little bit about like Adam is just like, oh, hey, here's this amazing thing. I just pulled out of nowhere. But as far as like lyrics, I am curious about um, this new this new Too Bad Eugene song, um, Deconversion Story. And if you have any insight into it, because it's sort of telling it is it is a story of sorts. And about this girl who you know grows up in the church uh moves out west works at a mega church gets sort of burned out and there's some stuff that goes down and she's just like you know ultimately ends up walking away from her faith and, and then there's like tension with the family you know i i'm curious if this is um i mean we probably all have we probably all have friends like this but um, if this is something that, you know, Adam is pulling from personal experience or, you know, 
why he why why this why this song and and you know why now i don't know if i can speak to all of it sure what i do know about both guys and how they kind of approach things is most of the stuff that they they write about and talk about is something that 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 they have a person a personal connection to Mm. maybe not necessarily a literal sense um but maybe they've had, um, you know, somebody that they knew that went through something. Um, they're really good about putting kind of what's in front of them on paper, especially Ted. Ted is, Ted is a, is a guy that he doesn't really hold back. And there's some of that stuff on the new record. It, you know, I think it's all, it, it all translates to people. I mean, it's, you know, they don't necessarily throw somebody's name in there, you know, but it's something that anybody can draw from. Um, I don't know the, the deconversion literal story or if there is one. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam can, um, the guy, the way he just comes up with things. Uh, um, it, it's amazing. Really both of them. I mean, most of the time when I hear the stuff, it's like, here it is. It's not like, I've been working on this thing. Check it out. It's more of like, here's this thing I did. Here, here it is. Let's learn it. Like, okay. <laughs> so I normally don't get that stuff until the end. Like, so what's going on here? Right. Um, right. It's uh, I think Adam is, is more. Um, I don't think he's as literal as Ted. Ted in mm. a lot of his, a lot of his songs just puts it right out. Like, and if, and if you, if you're uh, close to them and you kind of know, like, you know, right off the bat, like, oh, okay, here we go. All right. I got this one. Like, wow, right? But again, it's not so straightforward to somebody that that doesn't know, you know all the walks of life around both bands. So there's stuff that is super relatable, like deconversion story. I'm sure there are other people that have had something in their life that may have gone through that experience, whether it's a guy or a girl. You know, right? A lot of it is um, how it fits, you know, lyrically. As you're writing it out, that's always been a tough one for me too. Like trying to come up with um, just different words and lyrics that just don't you, you know don't seem to fit. But if you kind of change it, and instead of it being a song about a guy, make it a song about a girl, and that, that makes it easier, you know. It, so there's, I think some of that. Again, I don't know that that's specifically what he's doing on that on that song, but uh, I know that that's some of the process. You know, trying to get a point across, maybe in in a general sense and and still trying to be literal. Right. Well, it's one of the things that I really appreciate about Ted's writing is he just lays it out there. And which is why I think John and I were both on the, that, that last EP devils in the details, like songs, like, I mean, obviously um, follow your heart is a perfect song. And, um, maintaining destiny is just like so up our alley in terms of going hard um against you know american neo-fascism it's just like i it's just like more of that i loved it i was just i was so it got like i love i love an angry ted that's just you but you go from like a, an extremely sweet song to like um railing against um against trumpism it's just like the best so that's if 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 there's if there's anything remotely like that on this new album then definitely um definitely here for it 
I think I think you'll be excited. I think you'll be excited. There's some there's some angry Ted. Hell cool. yeah. <laughs> there is some angry Ted. But again, I think I, you know, I'm more impressed with the fact that there's a nice rhythm to it. It's not mm. like it's not like 13 tracks of Ted being angry. Right. Sure. And there's not 13 tracks of um, you know, uh, acoustic stuff. Right. There's kind of a nice common thread. It just sounds really cool. It just I've been fortunate enough as far as Craig's brother and Too Bad Eugene are concerned to be, I've been able to hear all this stuff before it ever reaches everybody else for how, for whatever reason, I'm just maybe at the right time, right place, the right time. I think there was only one record that I didn't hear. It was, uh, it was the epidemic. I didn't hear that one. I was a little far removed at that time, but all the other ones I've gotten, like, here's the demo of like the thing that's coming out. And it's interesting mm-hmm. to hear. I, I talk about it with Adam every, every now and again, there was a there was a version of my Annie that had a totally different like vocal harmony part, and I was mm. like, "You should have kept that." And he was like, "I don't remember that." And I'm like, "Hey, it's there." I had the tape uh-huh. <laughs> before it was even, the, and it was cool to hear like some of those songs and how they changed. Yeah, and um, even with this stuff now, like I'm, I'm such a new fan of um, of mixing and mastering, like just mm. hearing them like here are all the parts and you're know, trying to learn different things. And it, it is one way, but then when you like, there's something about that mastering thing that just makes the thing just jump off the page mm-hmm. and it just, I'm blown away, totally blown away. Yeah. And I, I, maybe I shouldn't be, you know, cause I'm playing with them, but I'm, 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 I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it okay sounds, to say that. It no, sounds you, incredible. If cool. you weren't excited, then that would be like, to me, kind of like a red flag if you're just like eh, it's fine it'll be okay to play these songs but you want to be excited about the stuff that you're playing on the stuff that that they've been working on for years you know that's yeah that's yeah, it. and to that's be like lot. to be to, to get to play them too like you were like you were talking about like yeah it's totally weird it's totally weird like uh, this is weird but, yeah. but super fun yeah super fun and i will say um it's it's surprised me every time because you go through these periods like you know they haven't we haven't had anything for a while right and you kind of start yeah okay I really like them but whatever I've moved on to this new sound or this new artist and then like oh they're gonna have something every time that's happened even even for for somebody that has, is as close to them as as anybody like just hearing the new stuff and just think oh man how do they do it how do they yeah. do it yeah. You know, like, ah, drives me crazy, but I love it. <laughs> no, I, I feel like that's, that's a common thread through a lot of bands that we've talked about where, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, let's say Tooth and Nail specifically, uh, bands in the nineties were just cranking these records out to fill contract obligations and this ongoing theme of being like, it didn't come out quite the way that I hoped it would. And I wish we had more time in the studio. Right. And then for a lot of these bands that we've covered, who are getting back together years later or never broke up, but are just like taking a long time between records, having the chance now to really try to nail it in the way that they hoped to with earlier records. Like that's right. such, a, such a satisfying thing. Cause like almost to a band when we've covered these new projects, it's like, they sound better than they ever have. Um, right. Yeah. That's probably for a lot of reasons, but yeah, it, it speaks to that, that idea. I, uh, that, may, that makes me think of that band acceptance. 
I don't know if you remember those guys. When Not we were doing a, a band together, me and Adam and Andy, they were on uh, the label Militia Group. And I think, can't remember the guy's name. I think his name was Chad. I think he was um, running that label. He was for, he, he was at Tooth and Nail at one point. And um, anyway, he had signed those guys and they had come out with this record and it was like fantastic. Like, this is cool. Like, it was definitely that 2000s um, kind of, I don't know, I hate to like throw labels on stuff and it'd be totally wrong, but I'll just say this. It, it was fantastic music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had like, they were like headed to like the big time from, mm-hmm. I think from out the outsider's perspective, mm-hmm. um, they were in kind of that like indie scene. And then they came out with this new record, Phantoms, which was incredible. And then shortly after that, they were just gone. Mm-hmm. And then they came out with a, like two new records, like in the last five, six years. And right. it was like, these are, this is insane how good this is. Yeah. Insane. And like, I couldn't stop listening to it. Just loving it. Yeah. And it's yeah. just unfortunate that, that I'm, I'm, if that's what it, ta- I don't know. It, it, just, it blows me away. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to your point, there's probably a bunch of reasons that you have the time that you've matured that, you right. know, home studios and, pro tools and things like that are at a level that they weren't 25 years ago but like yeah i think it just really speaks to uh the commitment that a lot of these songwriters have to like good craft that just like is now finally coming to its fruition it's really exciting to see that when you're like oh this band is still yeah like doing the stuff that was exciting to me as a kid but now it's like matured to another level so yeah and about that i mean if it's again if it's good it's good you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, there yeah. are a lot of stuff out there that I it, it's not my thing and it sure it, some stuff that's fine whatever but yeah if it's good I'm in I mean yeah that's one of the things that I gave up a long time ago was the concept of guilty pleasures and if I'm if I like something if it hits my ear and it's pleasurable to listen to then I'm in I don't yeah. need it to be from a certain genre or certain scene. I don't need to prove anything to anybody. Uh, Life is already tragic enough as it is. Just give me good music that I put it on and it pumps me up. I don't care. I don't care who makes it. I don't care who writes it. Let, let me, you know, let me get excited about it. Especially if they're like positive, if there's like a positive like movement behind it, like if they're, if they're trying to do something good, like I don't need it to be, I don't need someone to like prove they're, they're more punk than the next guy, whatever. Just like, yeah, I definitely have. I mean, I think we all have that. Like there are certain things that you really, really like. And then there's certain things you really don't like. And then there's kind of that middle ground of like, you know, again, if it's good, I'm into it. Like I've never been a big country music person and I, I'm still that way, but I'm also not like, I was never like big into like the super gutter punk style scene. Like it just was right. never my thing. Um, but for the most part, if it's got loud guitars and it's fast and <laughs> there's aggression and harmony and all that, I'm in, you know? Yeah. yeah. Can't say I can do that for the other genre country music. <laughs> I, there's just something about it. I just can't, I, I don't know. Well, you yeah. need to find the, you need to find the transitional, artists and i think there are i think there are some bands that 
in the in the country scene sort of like more alt country that might bridge that gap even like cowpunk you know i think that's the, i think that's one that i that i like the least but <laughs> what's that i don't know why i think to me like it's like because you're bridging the gap i don't mm. know again it's one of those things like you hold on to some things that's just one of them yeah, yeah, yeah. i can do like the older stuff sometimes sure like a willy on an acoustic sure. that's, i'm good with that you know yeah yeah so no cow punk on the new Craig's Rather Than Too Bad Eugene albums. Uh, I hear that here first too. Don't recall uh, that. <laughs> Don't recall that. I mean, um, there may I'll, be I'll, one in there. I'll just throw out. I'll just throw out as as I have a bunch on the pod. Uh, if you've never listened to Sturgill Simpson, um, I I do. He's a he's a dude from Kentucky, and he writes. I mean, he writes kind of like that old school sounding, um, what you're talking about, that old school sounding oh. country music. Um, and you should check out Meta Modern Sounds in Country Music. It's one of my favorite Sergio records. And then he did, he's done a couple albums where he, he's like, does like, uh, has like a bluegrass band. And, Ooh. You know, and and I just love his. I love his voice. I love, I love what he. It's because it's not like because pop country to me, I bristle at, and it it it's not my thing. Yeah. But one of the reasons that I love certain country artists like uh, Sturgill Simpson or Jason Isbell, or you know these because these these guys are telling stories and. Would you put that in the vein of like a Hank three? I would, I would put, I would put him in the, in, there's definitely some crossover there. Yeah. Like from a broader brush, it's kind of like more that direction. Than... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's, 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 it's definitely, there's not like a, a glossiness to it at all. Yeah. But, that yeah. You may, you know, you may have, you may have solved it right here, but <laughs> you may have solved it. I'll, I'll, I'll send some stuff your way. I'll send. Yeah, you way. do that. You send some stuff. I want to, I'll definitely give it a, I'll give it a try. Sure. Yeah. Next season, if you're, uh, I'll country for us. Yeah. Cause like the one, <laughs> because like the, for me, you know, we're getting off topic here, but that's, that's the podcast deal with it. People, you know, um, I, the first time I heard Sturgill Simpson and the, and this song uh, off, off of, the meta modern sounds album it, the song's called turtles all the way down and when you think about country music you're like oh these guys are going to be singing about you know broken hearts and they're going to be talking about you know just like cheesy songs that you're going to hear at some some wedding you know father daughter dance at some wedding or some corny shit but this song the song turtles all the way down is uh it's talking about um religion and how reli- it wasn't religion that opened up his mind to the power of love it was drugs and it was drugs that made him like understand that that love is at like the root of all things and like you don't really hear that on modern country radio and i'm like this is this is not what i was expecting to hear on just sort of like kentucky kentucky singer songwriter country guy so i'm like okay there's something there's something going on here so i was like this is this has piqued my interest 
I did get into a little bit of a bluegrass thing for a while there, but it was only because there was a Crossroads album by Bruce Hornsby and Ricky Skaggs that mm-hmm. I thought was pretty great. I love Bruce and uh, I think they actually did like a TV version of that where they would play like each other's tunes and kind of med- mm-hmm. mesh the sound. Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. And that, that, you know what, that bluegrass stuff, not, that's not easy to play. No. No, for okay. sure. Like you got to know what you're doing. Like just like playing jazz, like that stuff's nuts. Yeah, got that stand-up bass, got that mandolin. Yeah, got those got those fiddles. Oh man, we That's were. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. We were. Uh, we were talking earlier about you know maybe players who prefer studio versus playing out live, and vice versa. Is there? a particular mode that you're most excited about um do you really like one or the other you know is it a mix for you or how do you feel like what makes you most excited with playing songs from these both these bands i definitely love the live thing that the live yeah. stuff was always fun I, I think it was um it was always a favorite of mine just because of the energy of it you know like there's no you know there's there's no second chances at it right you just get mm-hmm. up there and you go for it However, it turns out, it turns out if you're having fun and people can recognize that and at least you got it down, you know, there, it's, it's an experience. I think where that comes from for me is just being a, a fan of music and going to things and, mm-hmm. and having that um, experience of maybe you saw somebody that you didn't know. I remember the first time I saw the Supertones, mm-hmm. I didn't even know who they were. And at that point, I wasn't doing church my family didn't grow up necessarily in like um we were like we did the Epis- uh, we were episcopalian I guess same here the word. yeah yep, so i yep. did that but that was like an every sunday thing and um my uncle was really heavily involved in the choir there he passed away when i was nine so then it was like we're not going there anymore right because yeah. it was just too hard like i didn't get it but yeah that's cool but growing up in like those adolescent years, I didn't have a lot of live music to go see. And I had some friends that um, were going to this church and I kind of started going, just kind of discovering what that was all about. And we did this trip to uh, a theme park that's local for us here. And um, it, it turned out it was like a, it was like a K-Love music festival there. And uh. there's these guys, right? And I don't know if you remember, but the Stupertones used to open up with like Creeping Death right, by Metallica. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is they, there some live they, record where they play that or something? They, no, they no, borrowed, they're doing on the they, first record. Okay, they, okay. Yeah, they, 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 there's a, a two records where they borrow Metallica yeah, the riffs. Two, the first right. two. They do it on... Um, Stupertones Strike the, Back, they do as well. Yes. What's the first one called? Yeah. Yep. So for me, like at that point in my life, it was all in. Metallica was everything. Soundgarden, everything. Right. So all that kind of stuff is what I knew. And I didn't know any of the, I mean, I think that night was like audio A. And then we went off to this one area where there was another stage and there's this band and I saw some trumpets and I'm like, what's going on here? I didn't even know what Scott music was. Uh-huh. I hadn't really been exposed to that hmm. and then here they come and they start off with this thing and I was like I've never heard of these guys but I'm here I could feel the energy hmm. they look like they're having a ball everybody else here is bouncing around 
having a great time. And it just is that, I think that moment of like, this is really cool, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for so sure. I, I think that translates for me, like just shows in general, like I get excited. I'm excited to go do it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Studio there... stuff is fun. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but that's sure. kind of like, it's a different animal. Like you, you go, you're going to go in there, you've practiced, you, you're just trying to get this stuff down, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's more regimented, but live, man, you get to be out hanging with your friends, right? Yeah. yeah. Loud tunes. Everybody's there. It's fun. I like it. Absolutely. Just like us going to see Craig's brother and too bad Eugene the next year, hopefully. That's going to be me and John opening up the pit. <laughs> That's right. Um, my aunt yeah. starts up, we start throwing bows, <laughs> belting. if, and when you get tickets, how's that? If, and yeah. when, okay. Okay. Right. You're on the list. Yes. <laughs> we'll do it. Um, but yeah, speaking of that, are there bands both from like other bands from when you were growing up in that scene, you know, contemporaries of yours and then bands still today, like who, who got you the most excited seeing those shows live back then and who today are still some of these artists for you that you're, you're most pumped about? Well, I'll say good riddance has always been, they've always been the guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're our back, they're right in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we had, we had played a show recently and Luke came, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Hadn't seen him in a while. Um, but those guys for sure. And I don't know if you've ever been to a good riddance show. Mm-hmm. A long like, time ago. Yeah. Dude. I mean, yeah. we used to go to some of those in Santa Cruz at like the vets hall and it just, uh, it's like an explosion in there. Like yeah. people, bodies are flying everywhere, but like, you yeah. know, it's just a different world. Again, I wasn't exposed to a lot of that stuff. Uh, once I was, it was very strange at first, like here, this guy just went flying by me and I think, and he's probably not alive, but they're just picking them up. And it was like, it was like what you did and everybody's cool about it. It yeah. was very strange. Very strange, but super, super rad and fun. Yeah. Um, they were a big one. No use was always a big one for us. They were really hitting their stride when m- my band was starting to really figure out what we liked and how we wanted to sound. Okay. Of course, we wanted to sound like Craig's brother. We wanted to have all those really intricate parts and right. riffs. and But no use. They had that stuff too, and they were on Fat Records, and like all of our favorite bands are on Fat Records. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just yeah. part of uh, that. The excitement of that. Um, who else? Face to Face was always one of my favorite. Yeah, bits. I was wondering, gonna wonder about Face to Face or like Strung Out or Bad Religion. Strung Out was absolutely one of my uh, ten foot pole. I don't know, like a ten foot pole. I was always big on pulley. Pulley, sure. I yeah. liked the I liked the way they kind of arranged things. Their vocal stuff was always really good. Um, God, Lagwagon, obviously, those guys are always great. Me first in the Gimme Gimmies. Mm-hmm. Wow, fantastic. I mean, I, we got to talk no effects for a second. Uh, no effects for sure. You know, like, uh, have you heard this news that Fat Mike was saying that next year they're gonna be calling it quits? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how much I believe that. You think, I mean, it's, he said that they've had a good run, you know, it's that time. I don't know. You think he's just being, I get know, some publicity going. Get a little publicity. I, you know what I think it is? I think it's just one of those, like, over the years, I, I've no, I think that maybe it's just, I mean, he could be, he could be being honest and being like, yeah, we're really going to do it. That would be like a punk rocky thing to do, right? Like, 
we're just not going to do it anymore. Like, oh, right. It's always like that counterculture thing. But I don't know. I feel like it's just, what else are they going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I mean, you look at bands like, like, like the Descendants. I mean, they were gone for a while, right? Yeah. But they're, they're out doing what they want to do. I mean, maybe it's not going to be at the level of like touring seven, eight months out of the year. Right. But maybe you'll play, you know, it looks like to me, the new thing is like this picking and choosing. We're going to do like a festival here and a festival there. Maybe right. not like the, you know, every show is a festival every night of the week for months on end. Yeah. You I, can't, was, I was, I was, you can't do the Goldfinger. Yes. 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 It's a lot. I love them. <laughs> Absolutely. I, yeah. Um, don't listen to our episode on the knife because I have I have opinions. one of us was a fan. <laughs> yeah, I I have opinions I, on I have opinions on Feldy's production style. I think I definitely have opinions on this. I have a lot of opinions on this band. I'm I'm so, somewhat sort of um I have a little little connection there as well. Um, but I've that band for me was one of the ones that I found on my own, like one of the only ones that I think I found on my own, just because I love the artwork, mm-hmm. like anything that's got that fun cartoony thing going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I just picked it up in like a Sam Goody or something. And I was like, this looks fun. Goody got it. <laughs> I put it in and I'm like, Oh, this is all the things I like. Yeah. So I bought it. And then I just became this like major crazy fan. In fact, when I was next in line, we played, we opened for them uh, three, three or four times. And it was so much fun. Yeah. But that band was different then. They were sure. much different then. Hmm. What he has going now is just a different sound and it's big production and it's all that. And that's, yeah. you listen to anything else that's out there, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the fact that that guy has been able to do what he's doing, I mean, hats off. Yeah. Not all of it's my cup of tea. Um, I think that very first record will always be my favorite. The first two really are yeah. definitely, I love both of those so much. And I really liked um, kind of where they went after that. There's a lot of differences and changes and you could tell like it's all kind of, I think if you, if you sit and stack them up and you like line them up by the year they came out, I think you can tell like, that it's very driven by what the sound is of the day at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. And I think that's kind of some what of those... bums me out a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It's still, I don't know. The songwriting's good. I really like the songwriting. I mean, I not think like the Feldy's tone. trying to write hits. You know, he's trying to be like, let's, let's see. I'm g- There's a formula to hits. I'm going to see mm-hmm. if I can utilize the formula to see if I can get one out there and i don't know it just yeah it, i can see that i can just see that it just doesn't it's i'm i'm glad that people love goldfinger i i would never tell somebody to not love something they love it's just yeah it's i just don't have that nostalgia for them and i don't and i think most of my exposure in recent years has just been like yeah i don't i don't i don't really need it because it's like you're saying it's like what's the trend now and i think trying to do
do that. And it's just like, leaves me feeling eh, a yeah. little can, I can, I can take it or leave it. I can definitely see it. I was definitely more excited about their records when back a few years, like when things, I think they're, I think they have a new one. I don't think I've even heard it yet. I think it's like a, like they've redone some of like some of their pop, more popular tunes. Like they've re-recorded them and right and put out something. I haven't listened to that. I probably should listen to that at some point. But um, I don't know. For me, it was something about that that discovering them and just being yeah. like, yeah, like I don't. I will agree. There are some things on there I don't love on some of the newer stuff. Um, but then there is also some really cool stuff that I do, which I. I, unexpectedly um some of the more reggae tunes on the knife i really liked. Yeah. like like yeah. whoa yeah this is good yeah and That's... and really like you know it also could be a place in time for for each person personally maybe they're maybe yeah. you're more open to some of that stuff you know yeah typically for me some of the um some of bands and their records it just depends on when i jump in right like the descendants for me, my favorite record is will always be everything sucks because that's where I started. Yeah. Like I heard I heard uh, I'm the one and yeah. I was like, this is it. This is like could this be better? Like it can't be better. Now it's I can so listen to some good. of the older records, and while I do like it, there's a lot for me, like production-wise. Like I know obviously it was recorded way back and it was different, and the technology is different, right? Um I have the same issue with bad religion. Like I love bad religion, love, love them. But there are certain records I don't enjoy as much because of the production. I mean, I love the songs, you know, I think that um, everybody hates my favorite record. So we're not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm not going to tell you. Is, is, is it a bad religion record? It is a bad religion record. Everybody hates it. Mm-hmm like bad religion fans mm -hmm. i mean yeah I, I feel similar i feel like the period where i was really getting into them was what most people sort of consider the fallow period for bad religion so i have a soft spot for some of those that people are not okay john if you tell me what your favorite bad religion record is I'll tell you <laughs> well i think my my favorites are i did go back and then i started liking the older stuff more but like the first stuff i really bought was like the new america Okay. Um, process of belief, like I don't know. Generator, I, Stranger Than Fiction, Process uh -huh. of Belief, Empire Strike, yeah, Empire Strikes Worst. I love, I love those records. Yeah, I love all those. Those are fantastic. It's still not my favorite. Okay. I, yeah. Let's hit, hit us with it. <laughs> Against the grain. No, which that's a good record too. I like that. It, it that's, is. That's that's good. My favorite one is No Substance. Oh yeah. What, what's what's the except issue? for the one song i guess it's kind of a, a weird weirder outlier for them again to me it was at the time when I, it was the first one i heard yeah yeah and it was the production of it like i could hear all the things like I, all the vocal mm -hmm. harmonies are fantastic the songs are great there's one song in there that i don't like and if we can leave that one out of there i will sure. agree that's not a good one but that yeah. was that one's my favorite one right you know, yeah. it, it we we're kind of the same way with MXPX because our first introduction to MXPX was teenage politics. Me too. And and I think a lot of people would put 
other record like and we've we talked about this at length during our first season like objectively there are other records that sound better than teenage politics but as the introduction to the band and what it meant for us at the time as you know early early teen uh or our early teens it's just like you can't understate you can't over you can't overstate what profound effect it had for us and yeah. you know I, I don't let anybody take that away from you don't let <laughs> no. anybody take no substance away from you. <laughs> i think it's just a funny thing because there's there you know if we go back to the conversation of like you know uh being you know so particular about some of your your musical choices mm-hmm. um even within that world, there's that, right? Like, uh, I love Face to Face and that self-titled record will probably always be my favorite, but Ignorance is Bliss is amazing. Yeah. And that's one of those that people are just like, it's, that's terrible. It's not them. Like, it's so good, though. Like, right. what do you mean it's not them? It's yeah. fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's what makes it fun, right? Just as a listener, as a fan. I could sit with my buddy, Matt, we could sit literally every night and talk about this stuff at length <laughs> until the sun comes up every yeah. day. Yeah. Do it again. We just talked about that. It's okay. Let's do <laughs> right. it again. No, that's you what know? Andrew and I do every week for the last four years. So, <laughs> so great. We're right there with you. Yeah, man. Um, you know, talking about like different periods of bands and, and bands that have, um, maybe a long history and different sounds with each album. I mean, I definitely think about um, Craig's brother, each record being different. And I'm a big fan of the insidious lie and, and where he was going um, in that period. And that's, that's sort of mid two thousands is when you were sort of most involved with the band, right. As sort of an official member. Yeah. Is there, do you have particularly strong or favorite memories from that period of being in the band and kind of what was going on with their sound at that time? Um, I think for me, it was just a lot. There was more about like, I'm in this thing. Like how, how right. in the world am I in this? Yeah. Right? And it just, it was a lot of fun. It was, um, uh, it was, it was an experience for sure. Um, getting to hear all the stuff that was on that record, like as it's being made and then, and then hearing like what it ended up being. Yeah. It was always really cool. We used to sit, um, we used to sit around with acoustic guitars and just like, this jam and cool. tweak this and tweak that. And who knew, who knows? There's actually a song. There's actually a song from that, from that time. that's on the new one. That I haven't Ooh, heard. Okay. Cool. I hadn't heard that one in a long time. And uh, it, that made it onto this one. So that stuff's cool. But, you know, it was just all that stuff. Like there was so much happening and this the shock of like, Oh my gosh, it's like one of my favorite bands ever. And yeah. I'm in this and I'm trying my best. And, everybody's you know it was just a lot of fun like some of the stuff that we got to do was really cool yeah um i don't know it's weird it's totally weird it's (laughs) a full full circle thing that's for sure yeah totally i i I think i can't remember if we talked about this um a long time ago when you and i first chatted and uh when we were talking about craig's brother stories but can you um can you give us any insight into the the Klamath Falls song and the, that's a real thing 
That's, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, like I, I assumed it was based on the literalism of Ted and like what he writes. Like that's a that's a literal that's a literal that's a that is a folk tale. I know, that and is, I love it. Insane. I love that song. Um, I can't give you much insight on that other than that I know that it's a real thing. But there's also this. There's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of these events for the brother where they get stuck somewhere and they're there for a while (laughs) (laughs) and that climate falls thing um yeah i think it's just one 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 of the things that you do when you're stuck somewhere like well what do we do we're just gonna sit here and wait for something to be repaired right we don't really have any money to go anywhere else (laughs) yeah so we're just gonna hang out until we can make our way home and uh yeah yeah it's it, it is what it is there, there, no insight needed <laughs> unless there's a particular thing then i can definitely find out for you but I, for me it was you know that was i wasn't i wasn't a part of that that section of time um mm-hmm. but i do know that that is a thing yeah remember yeah. that being the one where he was calling everybody assholes and <laughs> yeah you know I'm, I think that that that's that you know I'm stuck with these people, right? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> it's really fun to be out there doing things and uh, having a good time, but then when like you know it wears on you, you get you, you're stuck with these people, right? And now you're really stuck with these people, right? <laughs> right. And it just becomes that you know that everybody's everybody's tired, everybody's drinking, yeah, just, yeah exhausted. <laughs> You're in that now you have nothing to do. You have you can go nowhere. You don't have any money to do anything anyway. Like, all right, we're really gonna have to like batten down the hatches of sanity here. Right. And um but yeah, that's happened a couple of times for the brother, and it's uh I'm actually glad that's on tape because it's funny. <laughs> it is really I enjoy, funny. I enjoy yeah. hearing it. <laughs> that's probably part of the trajectory we were talking about for a lot of bands too is like you know in the same way that you were cranking out records back to back in the 90s early 2000s and now you can space that out like the the monotony of touring and the crushing touring although there's like an excitement to touring like the fact that shows now for most bands are like you know you you play out on a weekend a month or whatever um probably makes i would assume the live experience more satisfying too than just like sitting in a bus for weeks on end or whatever Um, i think i think um i think for 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 a listener or somebody that's in an audience or goes to a show and they see somebody that they you know absolutely love a bad religion mxpx a face-to-face or whoever Mm -hmm. and you get to go on this one night that they're going to be there in yeah. your town or close to you and you go there and i think um you walk away from those events like oh man it was so awesome right mm-hmm. that might not be as awesome for those guys like the next night or the night after that right, right. playing on a tuesday in the middle yeah. of nowhere right you know <laughs> those are i think the moments where it kind of turns into like oh man this is rough you right. know yeah um yeah. of course when they play at your hometown on a saturday night and it's packed and everybody's having a ball and you're selling merch and everybody's into it and singing your stuff. Yeah. That right. Energy yeah. booster. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I think for us as listeners, you go to some of these things and you're like, wow, I had a really good time, but I don't think of them tomorrow. Right. 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 Yeah. I think of them as like, what happened, what I just saw. Right. Yeah. But not, Oh, where are they going tomorrow? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's Monday. Yeah, I'm going to work. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> There's such a we've talked about this with other bands, but like the glamour, the supposed glamour of the touring life is like all I aspired to when I was playing in bands in high school. Like that's oh, for sure. All I wanted to get to. And then like to a person, everybody's like, it's pretty miserable. <laughs> and yeah. Like yeah. playing, you know, the hour or whatever for the most part that you're playing the show is fun, but like everything around it is such a drag. And I understand that now much more. Yeah. And I think a part of it for, I think for both bands now, I think that it's more turned into that thing. Like, like when you first start doing it, like, I think everybody goes through that period of like, Oh, this is what I want to do. And if I can do this and make a living out of it and not have to worry about, Mm -hmm. you know, a day job or any of that stuff, it'd be so fantastic. And then, you know, I think it's like with anything, even like a professional athlete, like the people that actually get that they're that, are lucky enough to have that opportunity they're so few and far between yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so then you just kind of start kind of peeling off and i think for both bands now we enjoy getting to do the stuff that that we um can do at the same time i don't think there's any um i don't think there's a confusion on whether or not we're going to do this and make a, a living right. and quit all our jobs like that's gone right, right? For right, us, right. i think it's the best of of both worlds of being able to hang out with each other and enjoy the music that we like and get to play the music that we like and we go get to have fun and then that's what we do and we schedule it that way and then hopefully we get to do some really cool stuff uh, but it's not like you know the days i think are a little bit a little bit behind us of yeah here comes a three month right three month poll you know what i mean Yeah, yeah for sure I mean, I would much- love to, I would love in a perfect world. That'd be great. Right. 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 Like that. But it's not that, you know? <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. We're, we're sitting here like, so when are the Chicago and Minneapolis dates, uh, which are <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. not coming, but I also like totally understand that that's, uh, well, you know, you never know. I mean, again, for us, I think it's, if, if it makes sense, um, we're totally, I think everybody's excited to do it, but again, yeah. like, it's logistically like, yeah, if we could go do like a, uh, Midwest, you know, three, four nighter, right? Yeah. And it all work out for everybody. Yeah. And fantastic. And you see a lot of people doing that now, again, with the festival stuff, right? Right. Right. I think that yeah. gives, it's a great opportunity for both sides of it. Like I get to go see all these cool bands. I really like Yeah, all in one fell swoop. Right. I know. Yeah. Especially yeah. with what things cost these days. Like, Whoa, some of that stuff is insane. Yeah. So, I mean, uh play the entry or the turf club or something in, in twin <laughs> cities you know you guys could be a really big help in, in just in gonna say getting the need, ball rolling there you need some promoters yeah, yeah. you know you yeah. piece something together Hell let yeah. us know we'll have, to, we'll have to talk about that because okay. you know we do have two new records coming out and it yeah. would be fun to see who's out there that would like to hear dude the band. i mean Absolutely. there are any number of like like decent uh small clubs i think would be perfect for you know even like the fine lion john you know something yeah, like absolutely. that absolutely um would be awesome um you know but yeah we'll we'll talk we'll talk we'll have to we'll have to <laughs> chat we'll have to chat we'll get this yeah. figured out it would be cool uh you know getting some local people too you know and then have a yeah. you know a little a little thing it'd be fun Absolutely. I'll be into it. Get to see some other parts of the country. I love yeah. that's always good. 
not a claim and fall situation. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to be at First Ave. Uh, speaking, you know, having I have a fir- I have a first next week. I'm going to be at First Ave seeing Jimmy Eat World for the first time. Oh yeah, Charlie Bliss opening. Charlie You're, Bliss you, is opening. You are going to enjoy that Jimmy Eat World. They used to uh, play in Santa Cruz all the time. Yeah. So back it. when it was like Clarity before Bleed American, it was like they were there every weekend. Yeah. This is what it felt like. They were just one of those, like just kept going for it. Fantastic. I've seen them a bunch. They're great. Uh, Jim, what a dude. He, I have yeah. just like, I, he, he's such a, he's such, I mean, talk about dudes that can write hooks and melodies. And I just, I, I admire, I love, I love them. So I'll tell I'm, you what, I, that futures record, that one got me. That one good. got me. Oh man. It's good. I, I mean, I love them. I love Lead America and Clarity, um, but that Futures one, that one really got me, which really is good. a little surprising because I'm usually more on the aggressive end of things and Bleed American really kind of has more of that vibe, that crunch. But, ah, man, that Futures. Well, yeah, be, I mean, because Bleed American is uh, a perfect record. 10 out of it's, 10. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, it is. It, yeah, except for Futures. i'm not i'm not saying it's i'm not saying it's not i'm just saying that for like that i like i i'm not one of those people that like throws around perfect records but or you know but that's you're planting your flag in yes on on american it's a perfect record just like that single after single after banger after banger you know that is something it it, it is a good record i don't care what anybody says you know, I don't care how many times the middle got played. It's still boy, didn't it though? Oh um, man, it's still an incredible song. Yeah, no, I no, totally, totally. I feel like yeah. there's like some perfect pop songs that you think about, like um, what's the Outcast song that you know? Hey yeah, hey, hey yeah. yeah. Like it's yeah. a perfect song, but I've heard it so much that like when it starts, I'm just like, oh man, like I'm sick of it, even though. I haven't heard it for like a few years. Like even with as much as I've heard the middle, there's never a time that I don't hear those opening chords that I don't get like a little bit pumped. <laughs> so anyway, there are certain songs that are, are great, but can't stand the test of being played so many times. And there's others that still retain the power somehow. It's, um, a, good, it's a good record. It's that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like just there's not there's not a song on this record come on <laughs> looking it up i'm looking at the, the, the track list yeah. lead american appraise course the middle your house come on oh my god is this is this a jimmy world episode yes. it yes. is it is yes. are we're gonna, you gonna yes. do that hey are you gonna we're... do a too bad eugene one is that are we are we leading that direction because you too haven't bad. done those we probably right? should right we talked yeah. about it last season just a challenge of getting all these bands in one season but it might be it might be time uh, yeah for real I mean, you're gonna have one. You're gonna have one to do here pretty soon. It's so, true. Yeah, I know <laughs> yeah. Adam would be pumped, and he would he would come and talk to you. Cool. He would love to sit and chat with you. Oh, that'd be awesome. So would Ted, I'm sure. I can make that happen. Um, I don't. I don't know. I feel like I don't know if we've uh, how many you talk about angry Ted. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to have an angry Ted at, at, at <laughs> coming at me. You know, he left us some nice voicemails. I think we're in a good place. <laughs> you know pretty, I'm pretty, sure, pretty sure he said like. He's like, fuck you or whatever to me. But, you know, like but he was saying it, at, you know, 
in a way that you would tell a friend is what he said. He didn't want for, he he didn't consider friends to be people who never shared anything negative. So he like yeah, you know what that that's he had, he did tell me to tell you something, but I can't recall. <laughs> it was what you, it was. You're dead. Was it your dead number? No, was it, it was, was it was it like a single like a finger <laughs> of some kind? No, or? it was something that you. It was something for both of you, but like in one statement. But I just can't remember. Was it like? I can't remember. Get, was it like get fucked or something like that? I don't. I don't something about be, be nicer or I can't. Oh, I can't. Come I can't on, Ted. we'll do our best. I can't, um, I can't remember. But on, you also have to know Ted, and there is some humor behind all that stuff. Yeah, which, yeah, which makes me laugh too. We yes. yeah we we heaped we heaped many a praise upon. <laughs> Yeah. upon that dude i feel like in where we left we where we left things off with uh with devils in the details you know yeah no it's left, uh left it on left on a high note it's gonna yeah. be great. i'm pumped to discuss that it would be great to get to too bad eugene if we can discuss that too really excited for these records yeah um jason you it's been awesome hearing about all this stuff is, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you were hoping to talk about tonight Boy, I don't think so. Um, okay. uh, yeah, just look for those new records coming out. Um, I'm also going to put in a little, little plug for my buddy Anthony. I was in a yeah. band with this guy, Anthony. When I was next to mine, he was our lead singer. He's in a fantastic band, if you like uh, kind of bluesy rock stuff. They're called Little Hurricane. Oh, cool. So check out some of that stuff if you feel you want something a little different. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, it's been fun, boys. I'd love to do it again. Absolutely, man. Thank you so I'll much. To, I'll have to keep my eye on uh, what you're reviewing. And if if I feel strongly about something, then uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll come back and we'll have a we'll have some 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 conversation about uh, Andrew's opinions about Ted. <laughs> I, I and, like that I'm the I'm the one with the the, the, the controversial opinions here. <laughs> Depending on the episode. Depending on the episode, um, yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, man. Anytime, anytime you want to come back, let us know. Thanks for your support over these months. And uh, yeah, everybody, I mean, check out Little Hurricane and check out uh, Too Bad Eugene's Distance out September 14th this week as this episode drops. And Craig's yeah. Brothers, uh, Craig's Brothers Easily Won, Rarely Deserved, out November 11th. Both records on People of Punk Rock. Do yeah. it, everybody. And stay tuned. You might see us. You might see us somewhere out there. There's talk. We'll see. Awesome. Jason, thank you so much, man. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thanks, Jason. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks to Jason Reagan joining the pod. Absolutely. What Listen, a good dude. Yeah, good dude. Um, we're going to hold it, uh, hold them to their 
promise that it was a promise that they will be playing <laughs> some shows in yeah. the Midwest. Signed um, a contract. Signed contracts legally. It's all binding. coming up soon. Um, <laughs> yes, very pumped for both these records. So everybody go check them out, starting with uh, the record this week. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, let us know what you thought about this conversation, about these new records as they come in uh, over at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Follow and subscribe if you haven't already and give us a rating or review. We will read your Apple podcast review on the pod. Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763-8727-MAGPOD. You can support us at the Patreon, patreon.com slash magnifiedpod, where, Andrew, we have a new question mark, Patreon Punk, this week. Uh, Our dude, Brian Walker, an OG supporter. OG. In the early days. Yes. Uh, I think he was a Patreon Punk previously, right? Uh, or maybe this is his first time. I don't know. It seems like he was in there earlier, but I know people dipping out. I do do that. I do that as well with Patreon. So anyway, he's showing up again this week. So we got to shout our dude out regardless and give him a little of these. <laughs> Some Aaron Horns for Brian there. Great Sorry. guy. Welcome slash welcome back to Patreon Punk Ranks. Uh, folks can also pick up some season four merch at magnifiedpod.storyandbe.com. Thank you to Small Step Records for sponsoring us. Go to smallstepperecords.com to learn more. And thanks to Shatter producer Jason and Bruno at Unoriginal Vinyl for our artwork. Well, I think I hear the voice of the spirit begging us to shut the fuck up. We'll be back to try to make you go astray next week when we'll discuss Morello's Forest, Ultraphonicus. Face was so, so, good, man. so sick. Very I, you tasty. know, I, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I didn't, I never listened to that first, uh, at any rate, record by Too Bad Eugene. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, I, it, it was not on my radar. Yeah. Neither of day. them are super, super familiar, weirdly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is, that is some, that is some tasty. Very tasty. Ba- baseline. Ring ding ding, ding 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 ding. Ring da ding ding. That also that song distance is yep. features Ted Bond. So hey, they got go. got him coming in on some vocals a little bit later in the song. So it's all coming um, together. It's all coming together. And that Craig's brother, too bad Eugene's uh, album, not too far off. Hey. In the distance. That's right. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Nobody could see me. No, but I, I, I was, liked it. I was pointing at you, so but nobody. Um, that's not how vision works on podcasts. <laughs>